and that you uh, are so kind to give us a, a rough overview what you're thinking what happens here yeah let's hope i can help you something a little bit yeah. um i saw you gave me some specific uh, uh questions but shall i start to give uh, a more like general what? overview like yeah, we're yeah. seeing at the moment yes yeah. like it's yeah. uh, your intention please start all right but interrupt me if you uh, say this is going to become too long or if you want to hear something else. No, uh, but, uh, uh, just go, let me say for you the 10, 12 most comprehensive yeah. and important bullet points. All right. Um, I always like to start to understand the current situation uh, a little bit in the past. Uh, if you go back uh, during the last... Um, two decades, something like that, we have seen the very fast upcoming of uh, new competitors for the West, uh, especially, of course, uh, China. Um, the way to tackle that is to become more competitive. But the West did choose another way. Instead of becoming more competitive, um, our uh, decrease in uh, be, being uh, capable of competing, we did compensate it by borrowing more, more and more. So what you saw already uh, from 20 years ago is that the total debt to GDP ratio went up, up and up. Then came the credit crisis. Um, and how did we handle that? Because the credit crisis was already the first sign that there were too many debts compared uh, to the whole economy. Uh, how did we handle that? By creating even more debt. But how did we do that? And there it becomes important. We did it by printing more money and lowering interest rates. And we did print so much money that the markets didn't know well what to do with it. And it, the end result was it went into the what we call the asset markets. Real estate, but more important, stocks and bonds. So the effect was that stock prices went up further and further. And of course, profits went up, but also, more importantly probably, um, the PE ratios uh, went up fast. And as far as the bond market is concerned, you saw a decrease in all kinds of credit spreads. So credit became, or risk became more cheaper and cheaper because that was the only way for investors to still get a positive interest rate. And that is the point of departure. Now comes this virus. Mm -hmm. What does that? Um, it's a virus where we don't have as a human, uh, as human people, we, we don't have any anti-bodies uh, against it. Against it. Mm -hmm. So we can be infected very, very uh, easily. And the only way to avoid uh, a very high peak in casualties is mm -hmm. to spread it out. So what do we see now everywhere? That governments takes measures so that people don't get into contact with other people, at least, at least as possible. And that, of course, 
means that you hurt business. There's nothing you can do about it uh, that, that hurts business. And now you get what I would call a domino effect. Because we have these very high debt positions. Uh, we have an economy that is going to perform a lot less than expected. And we have risks, uh, premiums, that are, are more or less at record lows. So they, there is no buffer for investors if the risk increases. And the risk clearly increases because we have a slower economy and we have so much debt. Mm -hmm. um, then what happens, you see two things uh, in the credit markets and with the banks. Of course, in the credit markets, credit spreads are going up. That means uh, already a lot of problems for, and I take an example, the triple B loans that have uh, exploded during the last couple of years. Triple B is the lowest credit rating if institutions still are allowed to buy it. As soon as you fall below triple B rating, you have to pay a much higher interest rates. And there are a lot of companies that did borrow at triple B ratios of our credit ratings, but are not capable of paying the interest rates that go a lot higher if you are lowered from your triple B rating. So the first thing you see now is that a lot of companies get into problems because their credit rating falls for the simple reason that the economy is doing worse than expected and the risk premium was too low. That makes it, as the next step, a lot more difficult for them to borrow money or uh, to refinance. At the same time, the banks have more or less the same reaction. Um, we also, in a, a part of our company, helps company companies if they want to borrow money at the bank. So we are in, in constant contact with the banks. And what we do see very clearly is that loan requests that were no problem at all two months ago, suddenly face a lot of problems at the moment. And of course, uh, we come back to that later, the central banks try to help the banks and uh, make sure that if the banks want to borrow the money themselves so that they can loan out to a company, that they can borrow very cheaply at the central bank, but the problem is that all the banks say, yeah, but I'm not so sure anymore whether I'm going to get my money back. If the medical experts would tell me that this whole thing will be over in two or three months, no problem. Then experience tells us we get an... Uh, uh, one second, please. I have to close something down. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, and so, um, if medical experts would say it's over in three months, then experience tells us, uh, history tells us, we get what we call a, a V-shaped recovery. And, okay, most companies will uh, survive that. But what now, if it takes another 
six months, a year, two years. And there is no guarantee at all from the medical experts that it will be over in three months. It could be, but it also could not be. So the bank says, yeah, wait a minute. Um, first of all, our capital positions are already not so strong. We're not going to take this risk that you are not capable of paying back. And it has nothing to do whether you're a strong company or a weak company, but it has to do with the uh, yeah, very exceptional circumstances we are in at the moment. So while in the market already risk premiums go up and it becomes a lot tougher for companies to borrow, now the extra we're going to get is that also the banks are starting to get more reluctant to loan out money. I'm not saying that they're not doing it, but it's getting more difficult and it's going to become more difficult very, very quickly. So the negative spiral starts to trigger. Exactly. And... Um, to make things worse, um, if this was not already uh, bad enough, I know there's a lot of discussion how we handle the whole thing here in Europe, but let's look to the most important country in this regard, and that is the United States. And in the United States, it's a complete mess. We have an totally incapable government and we have a totally incapable medical system. So it's, uh, you, you, you never can be 100% sure about it, but you can be 99% sure about it, that we're going to get an explosion in the amount of cases in the United States and the amount of death in the United States. And the Americans in this regard, at least the people who are responsible, are always yeah, reacting panically to this. That has in the short term the, the negative side, that uh, the, 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 the negative spiral you did mention already uh, is going to get stronger and stronger very quickly. Mm -hmm. It has the positive side, that we know also from history, that once you get something like a panic in the United States, they in the end, but it takes, takes time, are also the ones who knows the best how to fight it. They regroup, and uh, like in the wars and always, in the end, uh, they know very well how to handle it. Um, but I think Churchill uh, said that already... Um, First, they do everything wrong, and only if it gets so bad, uh, then it suddenly turns around, and then uh, they're really going to fight it. And we are still in the beginning of this game. So, um, to us, it still looks quite negative at the moment. And then, of course, the question is, how deep will this crisis become? And how fast um, will we go in the other way again, to the positive side again, uh, that, that, that things are improving? As far from the medical side is concerned, that's waiting at least for a, a, a vaccine, which is 
possible at the earliest in uh, one and a half year or something like one year, one and a half year. Um, What also would be of a lot of help and that cannot be excluded is that we get um, medicines so that at least we don't have a lot of uh, people who would die from it. Um, that's quite possible that we get that in a half a year or, or a year, so something earlier, somewhat earlier than from the vaccines. Um, but anyway, from the medical point of view, it looks like, certainly with the situation in the US, it looks like first becoming a lot worse before it comes better. That certainly will take time. That means that if we don't want to fall into a very negative spiral, probably a deflationary spiral, it depends completely on how governments and central banks are going to react. If they react very, very forcefully, it's not that we're going to get a booming economy, but at least the the shock will be relatively minor. And on the other hand, if they don't do enough, yeah, you you get this spiral which become negative spiral which becomes stronger and stronger. Now how does that look at the moment? We are very used during the last twenty years that it is in the first place the central bank who has to react. The problem is that the central banks don't have a lot of bullets left. They don't have a lot of ammunition they can shoot with. Um, So what you see already as a reaction in the markets that whenever the Fed comes and does something or the ECB like yesterday does something, uh, it helps for uh, an hour or a couple of hours and then uh, the market tanks again. So it's clearly now the governments which have something to do. And why, by the way, why does the central banks cannot influence the situation so much. That is because of what I did explain to you earlier. Banks and... and, uh, Ammunition and the banks are still not able to have a steep yield curve, so that means they cannot earn any money. Exactly. So they don't have a lot of incentives to, to loan out money, they don't earn a lot of it, and they think the risk is very high at the moment. So there's no incentive. And that is not only for the banks, but more or less everybody who can loan out money. And anyhow, we have a sluggish growth in Europe, yeah. which is below one. Yeah, one. Yeah. And now it will turn to negative one Exactly. In most of the countries. And uh, what shall they do? That's the only what you can, could do in theory is to uh, lower taxes in theory. Mm-hmm. And... Um, But if I may interrupt you, the first thing which has to be done is you get a lot of companies now, uh, and that can be a small shop at the corner of the street, but can also be the zombie companies, and it can also even be big companies that come into cash flow problems. The costs continue, but they don't have any income. Look to cinemas, theaters, uh, um, companies, uh, airplane companies, uh, and and 
there are many sectors in that regard. And what a government can do is say, okay, we're going to help you one way or another by borrowing you money or loan out money to you or we uh, guarantee it if, if, as far as you borrow money at the bank. There are all kinds of things they can do that already um, at least decreases the, the, the negative shock. That's the first thing they can do. And the direction you were going as far as lowering, inter uh, lowering taxes and so on, that's the next step that you say, nah, I'm, I'm not going only to, to help all kinds of people who now get into cash flow problems. And that can be companies, by the way, but it can also be uh, private people. Then the next step can be that you say, no, we, we even want to stimulate the economy by yeah, lowering taxes or yeah, things like that. But then still the question is, as long as from the medical side there's no improvement, are people are going, will they spend it? Yes, and they will wait. And they will wait. If yeah. you are looking at the government representation in Germany uh, yesterday evening, that was a mess. Yeah. Waiting, uh, yes, and we equipped the hospital. What more? Yes, yeah. we will have these and that. Blah. But no trigger point and not saying we do it at least at the end of the second quarter. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So the spiral down also in the stock markets will continue until we uh, we hit the book values of uh, the indices and then it will stop. Like yes. In 2001. That, that's possible. But what we also think will happen, and I don't know whether that's already earlier or later than you were saying, um, we think that in the end, the the pressure on the polit politicians will become so so big, so large, so strong, that we will get a tremendous amount of fiscal stimulus. We, we expect uh, government deficits to go through the roof. But it depends on how much pressure you first need on the politicians before they're really going to act. Okay, okay. And what we also expect, and then I will stop my monologue, um, what we, we, we also expect is that the budget deficits will get so large that the central banks will have to finance it for a big part. And then basically we are talking about helicopter money. And that means that we're going to turn around from first deflation to later on inflation. Then a two-folded question. The first yes. is commodity, gold. What do you expect what gold will do? Now we have deflation, gold should uh, go down. Also from the cyclicity, I expect 1500, something like that. But mm -hmm. from that point, it should have a takeoff to much higher uh, spheres. Yeah. Um, there's first an indirect answer. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that until now, more or less everybody, who, or at least the institutions that own stocks, wanted to hedge always the risk with a bond portfolio. 
The question is, under the, uh, the current situation, in the current situation, does that still make sense? Um, you can doubt that because the, the interest rates are already so low that if stock market goes down further, will increases in bond prices in, uh, increase enough to compensate for that? So we think there's a need for a new uh, vehicle to um, uh, to compensate for uh, possible um, losses in the stock market, and by far the most logical one in that regard is gold. And then you say, yeah, how low will we go? The problem in, in the gold market at the moment is. And you, you see exactly the same in bitcoins and, and probably the, also a little bit in, um, in the bond market, that the losses at the moment are so high in the stock market and there are so many margin calls that people have to sell everything else uh, that still has a good value. So there's a lot of forced liquidation of gold positions at the moment. That has nothing to do with the situation uh, in in the future, how they uh, how they look at that, but they're just forced to sell it. Um, that makes it a little bit difficult at the moment to say, well, it's will the drop stop at fifteen hundred or where we are now or or, or lower. That um, makes it a little bit tricky. But if you ask me what is probably going to be the best investment for the next couple of years, then with any doubt, uh, we would say that's gold. Mm -hmm. And not so much the other precious metals, but especially gold, because you say in deflationary times, uh, gold should go lower. That can be, but it is anything but certain because if we get deflationary times, you can expect a lot of problems in the banking world. So people are not going to trust money anymore or money in the bank anymore. And history tells us the thing they're going to buy then is gold. Mm -hmm. So even in deflationary times, gold can perform well. It's something else with the other precious metals uh, because they also have a very big part in them that they use in industry. And in that regard, of course, it's negative for the, for the coming quarters, two years. But gold, uh, yeah, um, I think is uh, yeah, the thing one should invest in uh, at the moment. The only problem is that I don't know how low we are going first. That has to do with these forced uh, liquidations. Okay. okay, my humble remark would yeah. be on the bond markets. Don't forget, this is the biggest asset class, first. Second, mm. it's highly regulated in the pension funds. Yeah. And it will be never allowed uh, to make a sell-off there because then the yields would jump up and the governments cannot afford, meanwhile, interest rates above 25 for a longer time. So for that reason, 
they will say, oh, stay with the bonds. Mm -hmm. And might be we buy some bonds uh, by fiat money, but uh, that's one of uh, the parking possibilities of assets, and the governments never will allow that the pension funds or the big insurance group will reduce uh, the bond portfolio. Never ever. But uh, no, and that's that's, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. Um, let me give a reaction. Um, do we expect um, bond? Uh, yields to go up no that's not what i meant to say with my remark earlier uh, what i meant to say is that they will use the bonds less as an uh, as a hedge against um, the stock market than they did in the past but does that mean uh, and they will compensate for that in our opinion by buying more gold Anyway, the gold market is so small compared to the bond market. Five of the assets. Exactly. So you never exactly. So you never can fully uh, switch from one to the other. That's impossible. Uh, so they, I agree completely with you there that they will continue to to buy also bonds. The only thing I'm saying is uh, they will need uh, something else too because. Chances that you go from, uh, let's say, uh, it was easy to go from 2% to half a percent. It's a lot more mm -hmm. difficult to go from half a percent to minus 1%. Mm -hmm. And um, so it, 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 we expect institutions to look to something else which also will help them to hedge the risk. And um, if we look to the bond market, to the future... I agree with you that for the coming, I would say, one or two years, uh, we will see a lot of quantitative easing, so a lot of buying by the central banks, and uh, quite possible even that uh, the central banks officially are going to um, fix the yield curve, so that they're going to say we don't allow let's say the 10-year uh, boond to go above 1% and we don't allow in the United States uh, the treasury yield uh, for the 10-year to go above uh, 2% or something like that. Um, that's quite possible uh, coming out of this situation. Only later on, if we make this switch from, let's say, deflation to inflation, then the yields will go higher but make a big difference between nominal yields and real yields. Mm -hmm. We expect nominal yields to go much higher if I look really in the future. So not today, not tomorrow, not next year, but let's say starting in one and a half, two years, that probably will go up. The nominal yields, but not the real yields. The real yields will have to stay very, very low, probably for a decade or something like that. Can you imagine we will have Japanese environment over the next 10, 20 years? I guess so. Because the next step would be that the government start to stabilize even uh, the stock market. Yeah. And starts also to buy the, let me say, most favorable stocks yeah. in the home market. Yeah. That's
but not not so much the government as well as the the, the central banks will do that. The central banks, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The central banks. Yeah. Yeah, that probably will be a part of the the rescue package. Um, they dangerous part. Yeah, but they have to. You know, the best expression I know of is we are in a situation of inflate or die. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't do anything, then the whole debt pyramid pyramid will will collapse, and we fall into a deep, deep depression. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as we have the tools to avoid that, I think you can be 99% sure uh, that they're going to use their weapons and not going to allow that. The only problem is um, you don't get the private sector so far to borrow a lot more. Um, it's the government which has to do it. And to finance those huge budget deficits, I'm quite sure you need the uh, the central banks to, to print the money for that, uh, because otherwise interest rates go through the roof, at least the real interest rates. Can you follow it? Is it uh, yes, yes, that's very comprehensive. That's very yeah. comprehensive. Um, that's for us. I would say now very sufficient. All right. And if we might ask if we can have such a call in six or eight weeks again, not to bother you too much, that would be very helpful because in from now six, eight weeks, we should see, in, um, let me say, decision in uh, the markets done. Yeah. Right, you point out by the government, yeah. not before. Before yeah. everything is just guessing. Exactly. And at least what we know in, in, in six to eight weeks is that we know a lot more um, about the medical side. 